May is Mental Health Awareness Month here on South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, and this morning I have Mr. Benaya Link on my phone lines. Mr. Link is a qualified mental health professional. He holds a MA in sports psychology. He also has a master's of science in clinical mental health counseling, and he specializes in mind and body collaborative approach to therapy. Thank you so much for waking up with me this morning, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. You have uh, 14 years of experience under your belt in this field. Can you tell me, first off, like who's affected by mental health? Let's just jump in the pool and just start talking about it. Minorities are mostly affected by the mental health issues in the black population and the Latinx population. But actually speaking from an African-American myself, research Mm -hmm. suggests that about the black community is 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems such as major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are higher um, in, in numbers to have the mental health issues than any other race. Minorities are. Mm-hmm. Is that male or female specific? It's overall. I mean, there are additional numbers to kind of break things down, but overall as a population, it is our African-American population. What type of problems lead to a person wanting mental health support? Well, if you look at most of us, uh, most of us experience trauma in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I mean, our lives, just living in, in society, dealing with things on a regular basis, there's trauma, such as childhood trauma or even just everyday trauma. Right. And these things that we suppress every single day. And sometimes if you don't know how to maneuver and compartmentalize those things, then it, can, it, it will lead to other undiagnosed disorders. Hmm. You see this more prevalent in men or women? It's actually more prevalent in men, honestly. Okay. Because men are, men, we choose not to seek out support. We choose to utilize other things such as our friends, uh, as, as our uh, venting stores, even the barbershops, different places. So we choose not to get support because sometimes we feel that we're too big or too good for, the, for these services. Mm-hmm. Well, we need it more than anything else. Be a little more specific when you talk about the type of trauma. Okay. Well, those would be such as I mean, single parent home. There's such as if, if as a child you go through custody issues or living with a family member, maybe like having something happen to your home and living in different areas, such as if there's a disaster. So these are traumatic events that could happen. And some areas are da- uh, more dangerous than others. There's shootings, violence, things like that. These, these different traumatic events kind of stick with us over the years. Most of the time, we suppress it. Most of the time, our population suppress these different things, and we just deal with it, and we just tell ourselves, hey, things happen. And so when these things kind of fester over the years, and we, these behaviors, especially with men, these behaviors, these thought process turns into behaviors, and these behaviors usually turn into um, behaviors in the wrong direction, such mm-hmm. as violence ourselves. As they say, the phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, we do violent things ourselves when violent things have happened to us. So as it relates to mental health, you specialize in what exactly? So actually, my my expertise has has a wide range. So with my master's in sports psychology, I deal with student athletes. I work with student athletes from the elementary, high school, college, and even uh, professional sports. So I, I work with athletes who have experienced maybe injury in the sport, and then they have a athletic trainer to help them to get back, to get their bodies back to where they're supposed to be. And then they have these sports psychologists or these sports therapists to help them to get their mind back into the game. And as being a certified personal trainer myself, I'm able to just work with the athletes directly myself. Okay. And then on the other level of other clients I see, I specialize in, in anxiety, bipolar, different mood disorders, 
Um, I have clients ranges from children all the way up to uh, seniors and adults, and I also deal with grief therapy. So as I mentioned before, when there's trauma and suppressed trauma that we have deal with, I have a client, I have had clients that have had suppressed trauma from being shot themselves and have to have them to experience different violent things. And then in their relationships, I've had a client that has a lashed out at his spouse, lashed, lashed out at his girlfriend, and sometimes even lashed out at his children, and not understanding that he basically needs someone to talk to as met, as well as to deal with those behaviors. And sometimes it, as, a, as a clinician, when we talk with our clients, it may need advanced diagnosis, such as saying a psychologist who will help them to be to help them with a, an additional diagnosis where they may need medication. But when it comes to me, it's trying to deal with those thoughts and behaviors before having to be prescribed medication. You know, man, I always wonder, did doctors or do doctors ever get sick? Like, does a doctor need a doctor? You being a qualified mental health professional, do you yourself need like or have ever had to reach out to get mental health for yourself? Yeah, that is actually uh, a very good question. Uh, as a therapist, we always recommended uh, that we seek therapy ourselves. And to provide some kind of wow. self-disclosure that I, you know, happen to go through different, a wide range of trauma in my childhood and in college, I actually started to see a therapist in college to kind of help me through um, so that I don't uh, go down the wrong path. And mm-hmm. so from that thing of therapist in college, and then I saw the benefit of that. That changed my life. So I started to look further into therapy because initially I wasn't a therapist. I majored in something totally different. And that one spark, seeing that one therapist in college, that, that one female, mm-hmm. she changed my life. Mm-hmm. And from that, I decided to look further. And then it, it, I became a therapist. I became more degrees and certifications and so. And that is what changed my life. Right. And I do currently have a therapist myself. I think it shows you're human as well. Yes, I can help you with your problems, but hey, I may have problems as well that I need to talk to somebody about. So that's a good thing right there. So look, man, I had a friend who committed suicide a few years back. I still think about him from time to time. It still pops up in my head every now and then like, man, had I known or like, damn, why, bro? I could have just say you could have said something to somebody. Is there an exercise or what do you suggest people do to check on someone's mental health? Reach out to someone. Sometimes we, we as black people, there's a phrase that we, that we say. Mm-hmm. We suffer in silence. So sometimes it could be just reach out to that friend a little bit more. Reach out to that, that family member or so, just checking in with them. Those small things, when a person's going through crisis, especially in our black population, especially our black men, we don't like to seek support. So right. therefore, that little one little small little phone call, text message so, can change a person's day. And in relation to an exercise, one thing I would say is that if you're going through crisis, maybe a deep breathing exercise. So the one exercise that I do is that I breathe slowly in my nose, out my mouth, two-second count, and I count down from 30 down to one. As I'm doing so, I'm also planting my feet, planting, keeping my hands on my knees, and I'm breathing out. That exercise has helped me a lot to reduce my anxiety. I deal with anxiety things. So it calms me down so that I don't have to have a panic attack or anxiety right. attack. Repeat that again. So what I would say is that an exercise that a person can do, some things that I do is that I do a deep breathing exercise counting down from 30, and I would breathe in my nose and out my mouth. So two to three second count. Count slowly from 30 down to one. That should help you, and it has helped me, to reduce my anxiety and slow down my heart rate. Mm. And it also allows me to think clearly on my next 
activity, next thought process, that one exercise has helped me from making a decision that could change my life. That instead of reacting on impulse, you're thinking about what you're about to do. I'm trying to clear my brain so that I don't think about anything. Yes. Mr. Link, how do people contact you if they want to see what you're all about and perhaps talk to you on the side? So I am on Psychology Today. And, of course, you go on to Psychology Today and you search for a therapist and you can type in my name, uh, B-E-N-A-I-A-H, first name and last name, Link, L-I-N-K. And, you, and of course, you can come across me as well as a, a wide range of therapists that, can, that you can search in your area and you can kind of narrow it down for what type of specialty that you're looking for. So that's I have different specialties and others have specialties also. Got it. So that's psychology today and then search therapist and then your last name is Link and they'll be able to find you there. Correct. Taking a break to talk about your mental health, qualified mental health professional, Mr. Benaya Link. Thanks so much for your time and waking up with me for South Florida Sundays. Thank you.